1: Great to have you in on a Monday. It's Hale Bar City Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal back at it. Uh, extended coverage of the Matt Rule, Trev Alberts press conference. It wound down right around 245 or so. And uh, we're uh, up and running, ready to go and discuss thoughts from uh, the side sessions from Trev Alberts and Matt Rule. Uh, you heard the podium, presumably, if you tuned into ESPN Lincoln or 590 or our friends out in Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island, or Columbus. So uh, a little more intimate uh, one-on-one uh, with Coach Rule and Trev Alberts off to the side with the media. So some of that audio and uh, comments and questions coming up. Numbers to get in for you, 466 Seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. 825 5865. Can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Can watch the show as we stream for you on ESPN Lincoln Facebook, ESPN Lincoln Twitter, and the Hale Varsity Twitter account as well at HVarsity Radio. We invite you to give us a follow. Chris Schmidt, that's me at Schmidt underscore radio. Elijah Herbal at Herbal Essence for Him. So, Thoughts uh, and reaction from the press conference, but more so application moving forward. Matt Rule, how his plan and his vision can work for Nebraska moving forward. How soon can it work for Nebraska moving forward? Those are some of the things on on my mind. Uh, We have financial details. We have a uh, just a uh, Scrooge mcduck size pot of money for assistant coaches, uh, even more so than last year's, $5.15 million. So it's all there, Elijah. The money, the facilities, the brand, the history. Does Nebraska finally have the coach to get it done, to get it back to some shadow of... What it was brought into the Big Ten, recruited into the Big Ten to be? Uh, We'll try and answer that with Paul Meyerberg, college football insider with USA Today. He's your matchmaker. He's the first national guy, I think it was October 12th, Matt Rule fired October 10th, to go out and say, this is a fit. Get these two entities together. Get Nebraska, get Matt Rule, get them together. That has happened, uh, well, it happened uh, by 11 o'clock per Trev on Thanksgiving Day, maybe Black Friday. But that 24-hour window uh, was when uh, all sides accepted a yes. Uh, Here's the offer. I don't know. Well, okay, let me come back to you. And Elijah, it sounds like family played a major part of this format rule, specifically his wife and kids saying, this place is going to be awesome for us, dad or husband, do it. And, you know, I think it sounds like Rule had plenty of options. It sounds like Trev had plenty of uh, calls out as well. So I think both sides covered. And what's interesting, too, is you get those moments in sports. You get forks in the road. And I'm not comparing this hire to Michael Jordan. I'm not comparing this hire to drafting uh, you know, Peyton Manning, but think about how uh, how things went, right? Think about that moment where the Portland Trailblazers select Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. Well, you can't coach height, right? And Michael Jordan slipped down to number three in Chicago in the 84 draft. Or you have uh, Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. Who do we go with? Who do we go with? What Ryan Leaf do? Uh, the, you know, on the night before draft night, when Peyton Manning just—if you look at any of the thirty for thirties, right—who do you go with? Well, Indianapolis went with Peyton Manning. The Chargers got stuck with Ryan Leaf. You—you you wonder, as we talk linkage and history, Nebraska wants to get where Wisconsin's been. Not presumably, even this year's Wisconsin would be nice for Nebraska next year. That six and six and bowl eligible. But the point is, is the two names we've heard a lot about as it got down to, uh, to, to win in time was Matt Rule, Luke Fickle, okay? And Nebraska makes their announcement, they get Rule, Wisconsin, 24 hours later, they get Luke Fickle, and it's two very different feelings in two very different states today.
2: And I'd venture to say, and I don't have any inside information, I don't have any people in Trev's office feeding me anything about the coaching search, and I'm sure this is going to be one of those things where we're going to get an article in eight years looking back at the coaching search from 2022. And and Mitch Sherman will write it. Mitch Sherman's 100%. I think we're going to talk to Mitch tomorrow. We love love Mitch. Maybe we'll ask him if he's already got this in the works. But I think it's going to be one of those things where – You know what? Trev did do a deep dive. I believe most of the things that Trev says, the one thing I don't necessarily believe is that he says, from the start, Matt Rule's been our 1A guy. Matt Rule had a job before, and I believe you were probably still looking at him, knowing some of the things on the wall, but I believe at that point, you were probably looking at Fickle. And you hear about some of the things, well... Trev called up Urban Meyer. Trev was talking to Urban Meyer in his office, and if you believe that to be true, wouldn't it make sense that Trev was talking to that guy to talk to him about a guy that he took over from the interim role at Ohio State and mm-hmm. then was his defensive coordinator for a couple seasons? Versus offering Herb the job. It makes a lot of sense there that, you know what, Fickle can be your number one guy, and then, oh, Matt Rule's available, and based on what we've seen through our process, we like Matt Rule just as much, if not more, than Fickle. Let's let's kick tires on that a little bit, see what's going on here. and I 100% believe that Trev Albert's uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say he settled on Matt Rule. I think he. Would, I'd go as far as to say he picked Matt Rule over Fickle. He picked. He drafted. Yes, I, he I,
1: drafted Matt Rule over Luke Fickle or thirteen other names we can have fun with for the next eight years until this article <laughs> comes out about the Nebraska coaching search. But no, and and listen, the the research that went into this, it, it really comes down to vision and and Matt Rule said it alignment alignment and you hear about it and you kind of go yeah that's that's great to say but it's super important do you have a fly in the ointment somewhere along the way in a lot of places and a lot of companies and universities and sports hirings you have somebody that just their whole heart ain't into it or they're objecting or they didn't get their way or they wanted this game I mean undermining can happen Okay, and it slows the process. But you want to talk about same page? What wins in the Big Ten? What won? What won for Michigan? A second year. It was toughness. It was gritty. It was physical domination. You had more talent with Ohio State. You had more big bad dudes on the line of scrimmage in a game full of big bad dudes that are going to play on Sundays. Development, toughness, identity. Nebraska has not had an identity. Uh, quite honestly, since the, the Osborne slash Solich era with option power football, Bo's identity was, was, was gash plays. His identity was guys that they developed and, and took a little bit of a flyer on, and they were really good. Uh, Bo's identity was to be really good against the pass, right, defensively. Okay. Uh, toughness. I think you, it was okay to question Nebraska's toughness during the Riley era. I think it was Scott's mission to try and make this team tougher. And while they were tougher, they still they still weren't deep.
2: Well, think about the three prerequisites. Toughness, development, identity. and identity. Think about those three. And I think you had... Development and identity with Mike Riley, but I think he lacked a lot of toughness. I think with Scott Frost, he built the toughness, but what suffered was development and identity. You didn't really have a team identity or mm-hmm. any team development or Scott. But you had—I th- I think he had toughness. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't question the, the toughness of the team under Scott Frost, but I do question the development of the athletes and the identity. And now you're, you're hoping for a guy in Matt Rule that's going to be able to marry, bring the, the 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 marriage of all three of those together. And he's proven that he can do it at Baylor. He's proven he can do it at Temple.
1: And he's, he's excited. I mean, that's, he's not discouraged. That's why he gets up every morning is to develop. He gets up every morning to, to, to try and have the toughest football team ready for Saturday. And he knows what wins in this league. And it's going to be running the football and stopping the run. Now, as a coach, you're going to look at your roster and say, what are we good at? And let's do that. And if they're better, and he kind of laid it out there with, you know, I had three NFL wide receivers, so one year we threw the ball a little more, and that worked okay down in Waco. But for the most part, he wants to run the football, stop the run, and provide uh, a slew of body punches. So you have the, the, the lockstep vision laid out. Now those words need to translate into action with recruiting, with development, on-field performance. You can talk about it, and Nebraska fans are sick of hearing every five years all the great talk, right? It's it's awesome to hear and be fired up and have hope, and it's okay to feel that way too to, today, too. I'm not pouring water on it, but you need to see it translate, and a guy that has a history of doing that, it's more believable it can happen a third time than – not at all.
2: And talk about two guys being in lockstep at a press conference with Matt Rule and Trev Alberts today. Those guys just echoed each other's sentiments. They they seemed like that's just a pairing that's going to work well together. When Trev laid out, you know, this is what I want from my football coach two and a half months ago. And then you hear what Rule says today. It just seems like that that perfect match of everything Trev is looking for. Matt Rule almost seems to fit to a T. And now that's not saying that Matt Rule is going to be the the perfect hire for Nebraska. It's not saying he's going to get it turned around quickly. But it does. Let you know that I think the search did go how Trev Alberts planned mm-hmm. for it to go, and I think he got a guy that, that he thinks is going to work. Does it actually work? We shall see. But if you trust Trev Alberts, I think you trust that he got the guy that he's been trying to get this entire time.
1: Numbers to get in today, and we'll have open phones for you uh, around 440 to to five. And then again, uh, right around uh, 5.30 or so, Bill Dolman will join us in about an hour and a half. Always love tapping into the pride of Fairbury, longtime Nebraska football man, Charlie McBride, less than an hour from now. And in about uh, 10 minutes, a little less than 10 minutes, Paul Meyerberg, National College Football Insider with USA Today. We'll have uh, different parts also from Trev and Coach Rule. Uh, Also wanted to touch on here, uh, the uh, the Mickey factor, because that's that was a second question asked. Friend uh, Brian Christofferson asked it, and have you talked to Mickey? Uh, yeah, uh, there's been a quick discussion. There needs to be further discussion. If you're Matt Rule and your history shows where you've been, you've made hires at Temple, you've made hires at Baylor, and you've made some either retention hires or outside hires, I, he can live and they can win without Mickey Joseph. It, it is possible. But is the, are things going to go smoother? Is the current recruiting class going to be much more at ease? Is the current roster, and I think Matt Rule, we, we talked about his communication ability, Part of being a great communicator is also the ability to listen. He is going to listen to the players. I think to a T, every player is going to go in there and say, Man, we didn't sell out. We didn't tap out. We didn't punt it because we love playing for Mickey Joseph. He inspired us. He made us better. He was real with us. I know our record wasn't great, but four and eight could have been one and 10. Okay. And, and I think Mickey Joseph's work, you cannot ignore. I think Mickey's ability to build relationships, you can't ignore. And you need him and you want him on this staff. If he wants to be on this staff, it's really kind of up to Mickey. Mickey, let's double your salary. Mickey, can you go back and, and be a number two? Can you be part? of the team versus the quarterback again. And and that's really what it is to me. And, and Mickey may have other options to be a head coach. Mickey may have options to go be a number two for more money somewhere else. I don't know what, what's driving Mick other than he, he chose to come back to Nebraska a second time in his career. So wish him the best. Who's with us real quick? Chris is on the line with us. Chris, go ahead. Thanks for calling.
3: Hey guys, great show. With Mickey on the staff though, it's bowl game or bust first year. You gotta go to a bowl game. I think I, the, think, I, I think I think I think, you gotta, yeah, I think you gotta I think you gotta go anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I mean there's you know, if if Mickey's gone then, you know, the players aren't gonna have divided loyalties. And, you know, if you win four games, which yeah, I mean we can't he can't win one or two. That is No abso- absolutely two, absolutely
1: like, not, and I don't easy. I don't think that's
3: what he had elsewhere. That's what he's done the other two places. Um but uh, uh I, I like the rule higher, not excited about it, but it's okay. But uh, you know, the the players if they don't make a bowl game be like, Hey, Mickey would have got us to a bowl game. Well we were a bowl team last year, just a couple of bounces of the ball here or there, and Mickey would have had us into a bowl. So if they don't make a bowl game next year, that's gonna fracture uh, that team, and, you know, I mean, it, it's just not going to be good. I, I, I disagree,
2: because so. winning cures all, and it's hard to be like, well, I'm unhappy that this guy's head coach because Mickey would have would have taken us to a bowl game, too. If you're winning, I don't think that's the, the mentality within the locker
1: right. room. Well,
3: yeah, if they make a bowl game, it'll be fine. Okay. But if they don't make a bowl game, then they're going to be like, well, why did we do this?
1: You just got to get.
3: Mickey, we, he would have brought in his own staff, would have fixed the stuff that was screwed up. All the close games, we would have won a couple more. We did win a couple of close games, so you know, it, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 good to get a new crew in here, and and Rule does pound uh, the the both sides of the ball, and that is good. He was not super excited about recruiting, if you notice that. It was like, yeah, I, I get three star, two three star guys that we.
1: uh, 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 Chris, we're up against it. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, We'll spend time with Paul Meyerberg, USA Today. More of your calls on the way. Dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com. Backslash subscribe. Promo code GBR. And now. And now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for your time. Hail Varsity Radio on a Monday. We had uh, the Matt Rule, Trev Alberts press conference for you live. And uh, the man who said you two need to get together, that is Nebraska and Matt Rule, longtime college football writer and Insider with USA Today, Paul Meyerberg with us. Paul, thanks for a few minutes. How are you?
4: I'm doing well. Good day for Nebraska. Good day for Matt Rule.
1: It is a really good day, and the vision is the same vision with what Trev wanted, with what Matt Rule brings to the party, and each side uh, a little back and forth, give and take, but the deal got done in that 24-hour window between Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday. Paul, let's just set it up for our listeners and let's talk about your interaction with Matt Rule. And the first time you had a chance to, to see him or cover him up close, uh, you've uh, detailed uh, just what, what kind of a coach and what kind of a winner he has been.
4: Yeah, and what's been universal about Matt Rule's success is that there are no shortcuts. Um, There's not a lot of deviation from his very specific blueprint, and it really requires um, a number of adults in the room. And I think for Nebraska fans to see the way that he develops and builds this program, it'll be a refreshing uh, wake-up from what you've seen in the very recent past. So I think the most important thing that you can identify with Rule is that no matter what sort of, you know, end goal you're imagining, whether you imagine that he can win a national championship at Nebraska or if he can win a Big Ten championship or if he can win a Big Ten West championship, what you're going to see from the very start is a very uh, clean and careful series of player evaluation steps, player development steps that bring this roster into the condition that he believes that it needs to be in to win, win win period, whatever, however you think that winning is going to take form. Um, Matt Rule, from the very start of this process, um, was a very obvious choice for Nebraska for me because I know what his mindset is. I know what sort of culture that he wants to build. And if you kind of list out what that is, um, when you slap that right on top of Nebraska, that's just not a Venn diagram, that's just two concentric circles. So I think he matches up from a personality, from a chemistry, and a culture perspective just perfectly with Nebraska. Anytime I read or heard someone say in the last several months that this would not happen or that it wouldn't be a fit, it showed that they didn't know Matt Rule and they didn't know Trev Alberts because this is a very, very good fit. No idea if it's going to work, guys, because you Mm -hmm. don't know what the future holds, but all the pieces are in place from a coach, leadership, and resources perspective for Nebraska to gain a foothold back in the national conversation.
1: Paul Meyerberg with us, USA Today College Football Insider, joining us here on Hale Varsity Radio. As he was, I think it was 24 hours after Rule was released from Carolina. Paul, you had the story up on Nebraska, and uh, of course, Coach Rule. Let's let me follow up with the the end goal. What can Nebraska become under Coach Rule? I mean, what, what's what's their ceiling? So
4: the ceiling. There is no ceiling, guys. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to fluff up that rule or because I want to blow smoke. There's no ceiling because the track record speaks for itself. What he did at Temple and what he did at Baylor, to me, are two of the most successful and unprecedented coaching jobs of the last generation. And to understand that, you need to know where Temple was, where he brought them, and you need to know what he inherited at Baylor and what he left there. Two unbelievably good coaching jobs, both done the same exact way. We're going to get down to our base level. We are going to identify the three or four or five things that are important to us, and we are never going to budge one inch from those things. And when you would go to practice, when he was at Temple or Baylor, high energy, high enthusiasm, high contact, and there was no given. There was never, as he would say at Temple, don't put your hands on your hips. Because here at Temple, we don't put our hands on our hips. Or don't bend over at the waist. We don't bend over at the waist here at Temple or at Baylor. So it's this preaching of the very basic kind of ethos of the program, and you guys can tell me if this sounds familiar. It's about winning up front. It's about player development. It's about finding the right people from, a, from a, a, an emotional and mental perspective as much as a physical perspective. And I think certain things are universal. So when you combine the fact that NIL in place right now in Nebraska is very powerful, they're in the second best or maybe the co-number one conference in the country, they have a very clear pathway into a 12-team playoff with just that very basic level of 10- or 11-win success. There's no reason why Nebraska can't do incredibly big things under Matt Rule as long as people there are patient. I know patience is at a premium everywhere in the world, certainly in Nebraska, which is in the midst of the worst six-year run in decades. But if you are patient and you watch this thing through, the results that you you see eventually Pay off in a big big way because the track record says that what he had at Baylor what he had at Temple he has that and more at his disposal at Nebraska
2: yeah and you say be patient Paul but with Baylor and Temple it was a rough first year in both places and I think some Husker fans are worried about what the first year could look like with Matt Rule at Nebraska and I don't think one in 11 is going to be something that Matt Rule's doing next year but what do you expect in, in a year one from Matt Rule is this going to be you know he's at a place where he can start from a, a higher place than he was at Baylor or Temple or you think it's going to be rough year one still
4: I think it's going to be rough, but no, I don't think it's going to be 1 and 11. Also, guys, you know, the landscape has changed. You know, I did mention NIL a second ago. In addition to that, in the transfer portal, I do think that he's going to be much better equipped to compile a roster that maybe, I don't know, is a year ahead of where things were at Temple and Baylor. Year two at Temple and Baylor, there were six win teams. Maybe he can get there in year one, but I would just hesitate to say that you're going to go to next year and expect anything more than 4 and 8, 5 and 7, or 6 and 6. I just think you have to be very realistic. Because, like I said, uh, does he want to win? Obviously. Uh, I mean, you don't go like one and eleven in your first year just so you look good in year three. I know how much he struggled through year one at Temple and Baylor or how painful those years were for him. Um, but I do think that you, you can't expect them to hit the ground running. There's too much done that that there's too much that he wants to do behind the scenes, building the program from Sunday to Friday to really yield some sort of breakthrough eight win season year one. I, I would really pump the brakes on that a bit. but no, one and eleven, seems ridiculous there's enough talent on the roster uh you got three wins a non-conference play conceivably i just don't think one in 11 is is anywhere close to the realm of possibility
2: well and and matt to to follow up on that and to zoom out and look a little bit more big picture past year one greg mackerel on his podcast a couple days ago said he talked to a couple people close to matt and it seemed early in this process that Matt would only really pick up the phone for two schools, and he didn't name the two schools. I think we can assume one of them was Penn State. But he followed up by saying, or if a, another right fit popped up, and by right fit, the people close to, to Matt said that was somewhere Matt felt he could go and win a national championship. What is your reaction to that? Do you think that – I don't want to say national championship is the goal for Matt Rule at Nebraska and should be the goal for Nebraska fans, but what do you make of that as you know a potential aspiration for Matt Rule at Nebraska national championship? Is that feasible?
4: Uh, yes, it is feasible. I mean, you, you got to be ridiculous. I mean, Scott Frost could have won a national championship at Nebraska if he had done it right. The Nebraska program can win a national championship. They play in the Big Ten. They're extremely well endowed. They have uh, new facilities. They are an attractive place to play. They are an attractive place to recruit to. So I, I just think that's a ridiculous concept that Nebraska can't win another national championship. But to your idea, yeah, I think early last week when it seemed like. I've always been very confident this was going to come together. But when it seemed like it might not, yeah, my mind went to maybe the idea that Rule would wait to see what happened at A&M. You know, he knows Texas. People love him in Texas. Would you wait to see what happened to Jimbo Fisher and maybe look at that job, I'm not speaking in terms of knowing that's to be the case, but maybe that was something that popped into my mind. But his, his affection and his infatuation maybe with Nebraska, and I believe he mentioned this today, it, it predates the last 60 days, guys. Like this is not a dude who got fired at Carolina and thought, where can I get a job? What looks good right now? I think he's been tied to Nebraska from a from an emotional perspective for years, because he is a guy like a lot of us. When we were growing up, uh, if you turn the TV on Saturday and you got four games on TV that day, one of them was going to be Cornhuskers, and you're going to watch them kick someone's butt. You know, the moment they walked onto the field. And I think if you're a certain age, you watched that. You were drawn to it. It appealed to you. And for a guy who was looking for a challenge and looking to put his imprint and write his name into some sort of history books as one of the best coaches of his time, Nebraska provides that opportunity. So I never bought into it even for a moment that he was not interested because I knew he was interested. And I'm really just good at. I'm glad it came together because it is a good marriage. Uh, and more than anything, I do want to take a moment to give Trevor Albers a lot of credit. Um, one of the cleanest searches and hires of my career that I've seen. And more than that, as you guys probably know, a lot of ADs, a lot of programs will be highfalutin about who they offer a job to, who they talk to, and what sort of reciprocated interest they seem. Albert's identified rule, and he made it happen. And I think that's going to be for the betterment of Nebraska, obviously, and I think that'll end up defining his tenure as AD with his ability to get him to sign on the dotted line.
1: Paul Meyerberg with us. USA Today College Football Insider. Reaction to the rule hire and presser today. Uh, Paul a thought on on Luke Fickle because you know we 've done the the old carousel game for the last seventy plus days here 's this name this week right and 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 I think you 're right, I think Rule was probably uh, as Trev said one a or right there. Your reaction to fickle in in, in Wisconsin we thought fickle may be a, a name for Nebraska. We, we really respect what fickle 's done. we respect what rule has done, but but him landing in Wisconsin. Great get for the Badgers. I know it's it's not been real easy treading today for him.
4: Yeah, it's it's a great hire for Wisconsin. I I, it's it's my belief, not based on talking to anyone necessarily close to this process in terms of how it unfolded with Nebraska and Fickle, um, but you would believe, based off the financial um, just deals that you're seeing from each school that Nebraska had Fickle. Um, I know money is not the be-all end of but when you're seeing the difference in terms of what they're going to pay Fickle and what they're eventually going to pay Rule, clearly the dollars and cents were there for Nebraska to make that hire. I think it goes back to an idea, and, and not to steal thunder away from Wisconsin and Fickle, that is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic hire. I could take that program in a totally different direction. But if you just read the tea leaves of this thing, and no one knows who knows the job operators, they think, as like I said, no one talked to them. But if you read the tea leaves on this, I don't think you just come out of it thinking that. Alberts believes Matt Rule is a top five coach in the country. My tea leaf reading on this is that if every coach in the country was available, that Trev Alberts would be gravitated towards Matt Rule because of all the things that he mentioned when Scott Cross was fired and what he mentioned again today. This the checklist and check marks that he wanted that was universal. What he mentioned in October or September and what he mentioned today, Matt Rule just fits and checks the boxes. So I don't want to get into a competition between who did the better hire. Mm-hmm. I think each hire, in its own way, is fantastic. But I don't believe if anyone was available to a degree, that Nebraska would have gone elsewhere. I think they eventually would have landed on Matt Rule as their guy.
2: Paul, quickly here about 15 seconds. It seems like almost uh, assumed that these two names would be tied together for a while, Fickle and Rule, and their success at their next respective stops.
4: Oh, no question about it. And You're going to see this comparison because this is going to be a key rivalry, even without divisions, for who people recruit, who people play, in terms of who's the third or second-best team in the conference. They're tied at the hip. Pickle's going to win the battle because he's got a better team in 22 or 23 or 24. But I do believe that down the line, that rule has what it takes to win the war.
1: Paul Meyerberg, USA Today. Paul, best to you. Thanks for the time, as always.
4: Thank you, guys. Talk to you again soon.
1: All right. There he is, Paul Meyerberg. Good stuff. Up close for a lot of his career with Matt Rule coverage at Temple, at Baylor, now at Nebraska. Contract specifics next with Hale Varsity.
0: Chime in 402 466 ESPN or email the show Chris at HaleVarsity.com.
2: Just try me. Try
1: me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Coach McBride, 20 minutes away, it's uh, Matt Rule, press conference day. We'll hear from Trev Albert. some of the side session from Trev in a moment. And uh, phone lines open here till 5 for you at 466 800-825-5865. What you heard from Rule, if some of you were on the fence before today, are you, uh, dare I say, in the boat now? Again, it all needs to translate to Saturday at 11 when they kick off or Saturday night when they kick off or spring football or portal or wherever you stand on Mickey. And if I'm putting money down, Elijah's money and my money, I think Mickey's back. Mm. But It simply, to me, comes
2: down to opportunity elsewhere. I don't think it comes down to does Mickey want to stay. I think Mickey does want to stay. And I think Mickey would happily be a part of Matt Rule's staff. And I think the dollars and cents would have to line up with that as well. But I think it also comes down to the fact that does a place like Georgia Tech offer the job? Do, does a place like I, UNLV I, offer the job? I, There's other, there could be other opportunities out there for Mickey. And if he gets a head coaching opportunity at a place that he thinks fits for mm-hmm. him, I think he's gone I think he'd be dumb to not leave. But no, if, if, if that if opportunity you doesn't it, come, it, I don't think he's going to be a wide receivers coach anywhere else. No That's way. what I'll say.
1: Right. Or recruiting coordinator. I mean, it's got to be a head gig. Is is UNLV a spot that would be wise to look at? Mickey Joseph, their job is open. Mickey'd kill it in Vegas. Mickey'd make money in Vegas. But if if there's, do I go to a, a, a like a lower tier program for a, a few more hundred thousand dollars? Because you you got to believe Mickey's gonna make six figures to stay or. If he's making a base of six hundred, put him right around eight fifty. I mean, take care of him <laughs> for for sure. But here's the the Matt Rule pay Brady Altman's tail varsity uh, had these numbers. Tweeting him out also Mitch Sherman, but uh, start date through the end of 2023 uh, is five point five million. So year one five and a half million, year two that's up a million to six point five, and it continues to escalate a million dollars a year through the length of this contract of 2030 and that final number uh, is 12.5 so it starts out where you're getting a million dollars a year bump and then from 2026 to 2027 it jumps from 8.5 to 10 million and then another million and a half incentive based in 2028 2029 and then 2030 so Rule sees this thing through, and Nebraska's playing on New Year's Day again. There's bonuses, there's money, there's happiness in the state of Nebraska to the tune of $12.5 million. And uh, that's, that's the reality here, eight for $74 million. Eight years, $74 uh, million. $74 million. And uh, 90% of that remaining salary, the buyout for Rule, if fired by Nebraska without cause, 90% of the remaining salary. So, as Mitch tweets out, so if Nebraska cuts ties with Rule after three years, he's owed $41 million. If fired after four years, it's $32 million. So, that's that's the number. Who's with us? Yeah, Pete on the line. Pete, go ahead. Thanks for calling, bud. Hey, how you doing? Good. We're we're doing well. What do you what do you say? Well, I'll tell you what. I didn't know much about Matt Rule, but uh,
5: I guess I learned quite a bit. Um, I really liked what he had to say. He seems to me like he wants practices to be really tough. We're gonna we're gonna get stronger and better, and we're gonna do it through practice so we can play on Saturdays and win. The other thing that kind of impressed me is. He could have sat home and made this same kind of money. So he's not lazy. He decided to come to Nebraska and work, and basically he's making himself the same money. Mm. Um, I liked what I heard. He seems like he's a builder, and he's committed to that. And if you listen to Trev Alberts, the guy does check off on all the boxes of what Trev was talking about. So, I guess I'm pretty happy uh, staying in Nebraska. I think maybe we've got a winner here that, that's uh, going to carry us into the future and get back to old Nebraska football. So so congratulations to them both. I'm pretty happy.
1: Pete, thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, that's a, a lot of Nebraska fans today after getting a chance to see and meet through the uh, the press conference, Matt Rule. And, and obviously, there's there's the Trev camp, there's the the non-Trev camp, but Trev worked his ass off for this and it was not an easy deal. It, it wasn't. And he he got it done. It's just got to it's got to be right. Well, and one thing that really stood out to me and Pete hit
2: on this, the fact that Matt Rule could be sitting at home still making the same amount of money, but he said <laughs> something at the press conference which I think may have been somewhat alluding to his days with the Carolina Panthers, but he said you can work hard and not be miserable. Yeah. And that's huge because not only is that great for a football coach anywhere, it is also a model that could represent the entire state of Nebraska. You, you can be a hard worker and not be miserable. That just seems to represent so many people that I've run into within the state of Nebraska, mm-hmm. people that work hard and love what they do. And it seems like Matt Rule thinks that Nebraska is a place where he can work hard, put in 80-hour you know, weeks like you have to as a college football coach and not be miserable.
1: Jeff chimes in you both wanted Scott or Mickey to win six games now be sure you hold Rule till six wins. Yeah, I think six wins is is appropriate, Jeff, but you're not gonna you're not gonna force Matt Rule with this contract, well, better get to a bowl game in year one or else. I mean you're not gonna be doing this a year from now. So six is ideal. Is it doable? Paul Meyerberg's like, look, with what you got and what you gotta go, the direction you gotta go. Four to five to six—that's that's the window. It sounds like. What do you retain? What gets better with that retention? And what do you go get in the portal? And what do you keep uh, from a, from a recruiting standpoint? I mean, all of that's still up in the air right now. It comes down to how much better
2: does the offensive line look next year? And,
1: and do you keep Feast and do you keep uh, Robinson? I mean, do you do you keep some of these guys that played really good football, finish strong for you? On the defensive side of the ball, and who do you keep on staff? Who do you bring in that's better than what you're getting rid of? Who's with us? We go up to Omaha where Jonathan's with us. Jonathan, go ahead. Thanks for calling.
4: Hey, guys. uh, One thing I like about this hire is just kind of, you know, the simplicity of it all. I feel like the last few years we've been hearing from the administration, you know, oh, we need, you know, Nebraska guys, Nebraska this, Nebraska that. Well, the nice thing with this is he's the best guy that's available, makes the most sense in a simple logistical, you know, way. And also on his end, you know, I liked his speech. I also liked how he wasn't saying uh you know, championships, championships. He was just keeping it realistic, you know, being like, you know, let's start from point A and then get to point B, you know, not like how he it, was said the, it was the, the process,
1: the day by day thing. Yeah, it's just
4: yeah, process. It was, uh, not like how it was the frost, you know, oh, you know, we're gonna win championships, you know, they're gonna adjust to us and the nice thing about Rule, he was realistic. Hey, you know, let's, let's focus on the West. You know, we'll start small. So I think it was, uh, it was refreshing, personally, and realistic.
1: You know, and, and Jonathan, thanks for the phone call. You. And you've, you've got to, yeah, I mean, Northwestern won one football game this year. Okay. Against two? Against Nebraska. Oh, yeah, yeah. They won one game the entire football season, and they didn't win a game uh, on the continental United States soil.
2: Nebraska kicked an onside kick against a 1-11 team uh, up by two Up, scores. up, up by 11. It, it sounds worse now than it did then. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Pour a drink. We referenced the onside. We'll wind down hour one. Bill Dolman next hour. Charlie McBride coming up more of your calls. It's Hale Varsity presented by Currency. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, it's Hale Varsity Radio for Hour 1. Ten minutes away, Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, I promise you we'll get to some of it. Trev and Coach Rule had to say off to the side, the side session. And uh, good stuff from Trev Alberts. And uh, we'll have more thoughts on the the elephant uh, that is Mickey Joseph. to compliment. Uh, I think you move forward. Uh, you have uh, Satterfield... As the O.C. here, that is uh, a, uh, a a strong, strong possibility. Uh, and if you're going to go out, <laughs> might as well go out taking out two, t- two playoff teams, <laughs> Clemson and Tennessee, like that South Carolina offense did, uh, email to get to Greg from Michigan writes in, I thought the rural press conference I know Trev talked about not wanting to win the press conference, but Rule won the press conference, and Trev too. Also, I love hearing about the physicality talk. Uh, I'll take him at his. Uh, I'll take him until proven otherwise. Well, what and, else can you do? <laughs> and, and I'll get behind Coach Rule. Uh, go Big Red. That is Greg up in Michigan. Hale you know, Varsity is presented by Currency for all your equipment. Financing Needs Go Currency is uh, real easy to, to check that out. But interesting day, pretty telling day, and a celebratory day for a lot of the Nebraska fans.
2: And we're going to start hearing more and more about what I mean. a lot of people think are, are the the next most important part about this hire is the assistant coaches, as you alluded to. Satterfield looks like set to become the offensive coordinator. $7 million is what Rule has to, to work with, give or take, for his assistants. Rare to know Evan Cooper is in the boat as a defensive backs coach at least cornerbacks coach, mm-hmm. and he's been uh, Matt Rule's recruiting coordinator uh, back at Baylor as well. Uh, and then you also have a favorite of mine from growing up, Terrence Potros knighton you oh, Potro,
1: yes.
2: Yeah, so uh, he was an assistant defensive line coach with the Panthers. He's going to be so joining Pot the Ro's staff. coming to town. Joining the staff in some capacity. Okay. And I'll always remember him. Uh, he had the uh, the sack on Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game that allowed Denver to go to the Super Bowl and get absolutely slaughtered by the Seahawks.
1: <laughs> he was on that team. He opened that door for you. But, hey, he got us
2: to the Super Bowl. He sacked Tom Brady at uh, crunch time in the AFC Championship game. I'll always remember Terrence Knighton for, for that Maybe I'll get a chance to ask him about it at some point in the next couple of months. Maybe you know what got the defensive do. line coach. We'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, I, a Robinson uh, Elijah Robinson's who you got to go after. Yeah, at least from, kick the tires fr- from A and M. But I'll
2: warn you on one thing: it ain't hard to be recruiter of the year whenever you have the amount of money that A and M's offering to recruit. So let's. I, I think he's a great defensive line coach. I just want to throw that that piece out there. I've seen that report a lot. Well, he's recruiter of the year. Well, he also had millions of dollars he could throw at every single kid. I'd probably be a pretty damn recruiter if I could throw that amount of money at kids. So.
1: You're pretty high on yourself, aren't you? How hard could it be when you're like, hey, uh,
2: I know you really like Miami and whatnot, but uh, I'll give you $3 million if you come play here. Like The the job can't be that difficult. He recruited Miles Garrett. That he did. Okay. That, was, that was pre-NIL. It was too. pre-NIL.
1: <laughs> Make your own SEC A&M oil money joke uh, where you want, but it was pre-NIL. It's
2: pre-NIL. Hey, he also developed Miles Garrett, too, so let's... Throw that in there as well. Well, that's I'm going to I'm I'm come
1: back with the Elijah Herbal take. Well, develop Miles Garrett. He's six seven, <laughs> two eighty five, and he runs a four three. What do you mean develop? You told him to go kill the guy with the football. I'm, I'm messing. No, up. Miles, leave your helmet on. You can't use it as a weapon. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Uh, Charlie McBride. We'll get Coach Charlie's take on today with uh, Matt Rule. And uh, Nebraska, also, I'm sure he has a thought on Wisconsin, based on his time up there in Badgerland, Hour two coming up, Hail Varsity, presented by Currency.
2: Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation... You fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org.
1: Thanks for spending time. at Hale Varsity Radio, a Monday edition, Hour 2. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal were presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt himself. It's a Monday with Charlie McBride. Coach, how's the weather? How you doing? Well, is everybody happy? <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part, I think the press conference today maybe made some folks happy that were that were not. I mean, they're happy with the Iowa win by Nebraska and then you get the Matt Rule hiring and
2: well did you see that somebody already went and updated Matt Rule's Wikipedia page yes. today to include it. His record at Nebraska
1: is one and zero with a win at the first press conference. Yeah, so Nebraska won the press conference today, Coach McBride. I wanted to ask you though, with Trev spending seven million dollars for the assistant coach's salary pool, you coming back to coach another year? I'll tell you what. I don't know. You know, Social
6: Security's going up a little bit, so I probably will take that. <laughs>
1: you're, you're telling me you're good. I want to. I want to. I want to get your thoughts though on on the hire on Matt Rule. What What are some of your impressions as you got a chance to to listen well, to but, him?
6: You know, I I didn't get it. You know, I don't get close to the situation because I'm not around to to, uh you know to interview people Mm -hmm. and talk to people that you know that know him and I think you you go it's kind of like anything else you you go to a school to recruit a kid you talk to probably five or six different people Mm -hmm. just to find out a little bit about him and his character and things like that I think are important and um you know the family and so you don't know those things and um you know, I I have a feeling inside me that that I am very I would say close to adamant <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, I will not like it if they don't keep Mickey. Okay, and I I even think that Bill would be a, an asset too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times coaches have their buddies, and 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 to me I I've always been against that mm-hmm. in coaching. That I think that's what uh, number one that's what doesn't help uh, staff really because you' you really aren't learning I mean you have the same guys all the time you, you know when you have a few different you know thoughts in there sometimes you learn you learn a little bit mm-hmm. but you know I'm uh, you know he's uh, he's uh, been a, been an angel almost to the program and and bill has done a great job as far coming in. People just don't understand what they had to go through. Neither one of them knew what the defense or the offense was. Mm-hmm. And then a two-week, two games or three games later, there the guy's running it. <laughs> you know, and the players probably knew more of the terminology that, <laughs> than they did. And so it was it was tough on both of them until you know you could see them getting better and better and better, and you could definitely see the effort and uh you know and, and the tackling and all the things the fundamental things were starting to get better so you know it 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 worked out and they decided that Mickey you know would not be the person but that's you know i think you know he deserves to to be part of the program somewhere and uh, and and be paid handsomely for it too uh and, you know, Bill's been around a long time and is a good special teams guy, especially, I think. And, you know, when you put your mind to, to one thing and you're not doing one thing one day and one thing the next, it's it's pretty easy. It's, it makes it a lot easier for you. But Bills, they don't realize what a good recruiter he is in the areas that he knows.
1: Well, and I think you're right. And we've said that I, I think you – if you come in as an outsider, you'd be foolish not to look at the assets and resources, and, and you nailed two uh, in Mickey and Bill that have done yeah. really nice work and, and know the program and, and are really, really good recruiters. Would it be hard, put yourself in Mickey's shoes. Would it be hard to go back knowing you didn't get the job, maybe you get your salary doubled, and go back to what you were doing?
6: No, I don't think it'd be hard. Uh -uh. Uh, No, I, I think I think it'd be, uh, you know, there's things that, uh, you know, he can he can do. He'll get, I mean, he'll get another job if he doesn't get Mm -hmm. asked. I I would assume right away that I I I knew as soon as he wasn't something didn't come up right away that uh, Trev and the president or who. Uh, went to the business is business deal. And uh, I've, I've never been for that little saying, but, because um, uh, business can be changed, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, but I thought maybe they'd, you know, that might be part of the thing that they would, you know, they would, uh, they would keep him. But it, it, from what I can just gather, it, it doesn't seem like that, that, is going to happen? Although I, it could happen, you know, right now. Have,
1: have you have you heard definitively that that they're neither being captured? Is that just your gut?
6: No, that's no. I just I just felt like that. I felt like that they would be told he would, you know, if they were taking the president or whoever would say we'd like you to keep these sure, guys. Sure. You know, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, some staffs do that now. I mean, the the, the athletic director says what uh, I know. Brian Cabral at Colorado went through about five coaches. I mean, you know, just for one guy, but uh, he he did, and he's and he went to another job, got fired, and actually came back and is working with them now, and because uh, that's how much they thought of him, and so. There, you know, there, there's things in in athletics that can, you know, can, can work out. And the way, the way things are changing, maybe they even add assistant coaches to the, you know, to the ten. Uh, you know, and that that would be something that probably wouldn't hurt anything as long as you know you eliminate something on the other end. Uh, but who knows? You know, they. Right now, that's not in the, I don't think that's even in the works. I think there's too many other things in front of it. But um, Mickey knows the business and, and knows the recruiting areas. And, and it, that's right now what's the name of the game going to be, you know. Now, but I do think that he'll spend more time in the state.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: I think he'll take it really seriously, the, the state, which makes me feel good.
2: Charlie McBride's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, talking Matt Rule in the the press conference today, and Charlie, looking ahead here, one of the topics that we had in the first hour was expectations for year one for Matt Rule, and some people are saying six should be bare minimum. If that was your standard for Frost and your standard for Mickey, it should be six for Rule in, in year one, and Based on what you've seen in your conversations with former players, former coaches, how much do you think Matt Rule has to work with, assuming there is little roster turnover, and that's a big assumption, but with what is currently on roster at Nebraska, what do you think is a realistic expectation for Matt Rule in year one?
6: Well, that's the scary part right now. I don't think anybody can tell you the answer to who's staying and who's going, because there's a lot of guys eligible to stay, but yet... They took part in senior day, and then again, there's some guys, I guess, that didn't take part in senior day, and they may be gone. And right now, this period right now, we'll find out who, who, who stays and goes. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, what you have coming back uh, to work with during the spring. And, and, again, in the spring, they could go to spring practice and turn around and leave you you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's, it's at a point right now that I think that's going to happen. I noticed the Michigan quarterback, who's the number two quarterback, you know, he's put in the, he's in the portal now. And, uh, so, you know, those are things that that's just one guy, but I'm sure there's others, (laughs) you know, ready to roll and who they are, who knows, but, uh. Uh, you know one year doesn 't sound real good to me as far as taking a kid that just has one year and unless you don't have anybody you know i it's it's they don 't even get to know people on the team in one year really and that's that 's the hard thing about bringing people in uh they they in some ways disrupt the chemistry that has been you know made at some positions, and now you've got somebody stepping in front of him and so on and so forth. But the thing I know for a fact that Matt is is one guy that is good at developing players. He's done it in the past at both places, and, you know, that that's a, that's really a strong thing.
1: Charlie McBride's with us, Salvar City Radio. Coach, it takes a a special coach to to really develop and speak to that from your your coaching life because you guys had good ball players, but you guys helped make a lot of good ball players. Tell us a little bit about the 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 uh, how the sausage is made with uh, with with being a developmental program.
6: Well, in in that in that part of it, I think first of all you need to have a good a good weight program and um uh I know i i i don't know what our way program's like, but I just happened to be at Ohio State one time when Dave Kennedy was there and the and the agility and the things that he did all the all that work and the pertain to football and and they they kept times on the kids they they show so they could see improvements and, and a lot of their drills that were timed so that they could see, the players could see their improvement as they went through it. Uh, and weight, weight training was important, but, I mean, they also had a tremendous program that way. That's one of the ways to develop kids, uh, you know, just as far as their physical ability. Uh, the other thing is, is somewhat of, of a, a, a mental thing as you go through uh, you have a new coach. He's gonna he's gonna work on talking to you about you know the mental aspects of the game, and who knows how much of it's been talked about before. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think each coach and position spends time you know encouraging the players, you know, to focus, to concentrate on things, and uh, you know, there's times when you can rest and there's times when you can't. And things like that. But the teaching part of it is what what I always said. I you know, I always talk to clinics about being a teacher rather than a coach. Mm-hmm. Because I think the coach for depth is really important. And I listened to the guy at Purdue the other day on the Big Ten Network and he said our defensive line is the one position we have where we have depth for next year and we're real excited about that. Well, we haven't recruited a defensive lineman in two years, mm. and uh, you know we brought a kid in that's going gra- to graduate. A couple quit and things like that. So they, they, there's some real problems, and part of the, in some of the mm. uh, some of the areas that they'll have to really develop. You know, maybe develop the kids we have here.
1: Charlie McBride's with us, coach. Before we say goodbye. About uh, ninety seconds on Wisconsin, they went uh, a different route. The world thought Leonard was going to get it. They went with Fickle. Fickle's a really good coach, but there's upheaval in Madison right now.
6: Well, I, you know, that's the interesting thing because I, I would, I would tell you this that if the Ohio State job ever opened up and, and Fickle got, they'd raise their finger. He'd be there, and. <laughs> You know and 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 then there are you know there there that Wisconsin's a good job, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's no question it's not something you have to run around and look, but Ohio State would be one that I would think that he would seriously consider moving to mm-hmm. um but you know that's the only thing i I think they got a good a good coach, I think they've got a guy that also has developed it and and built a program Uh you know, my mom went to school at Cincinnati, and I used to go to the games in the Thanksgiving Day games mm-hmm. for Cincinnati played Miami, and you know it was Mid America football. You know, it didn't it, right at that time. It really didn't compare with say the Big Ten and so on. So, you know, if you're talking that kind of football, but you know, developing players is all the same, no matter where
1: you are. Mm-hmm. Charlie McBride with us. Coach, enjoy your week. Keep that snow away, all right? And we'll uh, we'll get back after it uh, next Monday.
6: Don't you be sending any of that snow over here.
1: (laughs) We're going to probably get a little (laughs) bit tomorrow night and just keep it. We'll keep Uh it away from you.
6: (laughs) Okay. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, Coach. You take care. There he is. Well, there's Coach McBride, a Monday with Charlie. Coach made his feelings known on uh, on Mickey and, and on Bill Bush and just uh, where he thinks things need to be when it comes to staff. And I, I love hearing from coaches because they've been through it. They've been through uh, the, the good and the bad. And that's something that Coach Rule talked about. We'll have more from Coach Rule and Trev Alberts. Uh, we've been teasing that side session, but really – Pretty insightful, not only on the process from Trev and the numbers. The secret visit to Lincoln? Yeah. The, the, hey, uh, we were talking, what, three weeks ago? We didn't know. He could have been having a T-bone at, in front of us, going incognito. Right?
2: Wearing a wig and sunglasses.
1: <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Looked like just a crazed Nebraska fan. I Whatever. But, yeah, he got the tour of the town. But uh, Trev and, and Coach Rule next. Bill Dolman 20 minutes away on Hale Varsity. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie in that podcast, Hail Varsity Radio, can go to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play for specific segments or the whole show. Also, the Hail Varsity uh, afternoon edition going to be posted for you uh, on the Hail Varsity YouTube channel video. So check all of that out, numbers to get in at 466-3776-466-3776, 800 So our old boy uh, Doug Duda sent this, and we'd love to do it out there with ESPN Superstation, Coney Hastings Grand Island. So this is from Richard West, and he uh, covers college football, in Knoxville, and it's in reference to Satterfield, the OC at South Carolina. Radler, Spencer Radler, remember Big Red for uh, for Oklahoma a couple years back. He left when uh, Riley uh, left for SC and went to South Carolina. And you have uh, Spencer Radler entering the transfer portal. That's what Richard West reporting. It's believed that. Satterfield and uh, not only Rule going to team up again offensively, but Spencer Rattler may be coming to Lincoln. How many free transfers do you you get? I know it's my job to know this in the era of the portal, but he already got one freebie, didn't he? He got one freebie from Oklahoma to South Carolina. He did, and that's why I'm, I'm going through the old tweets here of Richard West and seeing how reputable this guy is. We'll see. Uncle Mark tweeting puke signs uh back at me. Yeah. I think he's a good quarterback, but uh he didn't, didn't live up to the old Heisman. Oh uh, uh,
2: wait, wait, wait. Yes. This this guy appears to be a, a Tennessee fan of some sort.
1: Okay. So it's it's just I, I, bait and switch I or think it may be wishful ba- thinking.
2: Maybe a bait and switch or maybe a wishful thinking type mm-hmm. thing. I'm I'm trying to figure this one out. Okay. He's very invested in college football, but he also reported uh, as of two weeks ago that Auburn was going after Urban Meyer, and that had no legs to it whatsoever. Okay. So, so we'll see on that one. It, it seems like it'd be early
1: to. So be, he's just trying Rattler to. to the portal. He's he's trying to ruin your good buzz Monday.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Right, <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> Let's hear a little bit from Trev Alberts and Matt Rule today. The side sessions, and we'll spend time with Bill Dolman here. In just a moment, but the contract details uh, were, were laid out. We laid those numbers out to you, Brady Altman's uh, with Hale Varsity. As things keep kicking up each year, incentive based at the end of the contract, Rule will be making twelve point five million per season at the beginning next year. It's five point five, but the negotiation process. Here is Trev Alberts on this process to, to land Matt Rule.
7: This was, you know, I, I don't want to get into all the details. I will say that uh, this was a, a long and arduous process. And, um, you know, it's hard enough to negotiate when uh, between two parties, right, two interested parties that involves agents and universities. I think the unique challenge here uh, was we actually had a tri-party challenge, right? And uh, so finding a way to uh, structure a, a business arrangement that, that everybody was willing to sign off on was a bit of a challenge. And there were some fits and starts to it and some concern that, that ultimately, um, but, you know, quite frankly, I, um, from day one, as I said, Matt Rowe was candidate 1A, and I believed he was the perfect person uh, based on his experience and based on where we find ourselves today as a program. Um, you know, to to help us rebuild and to build the foundation needed. And so um, while there was a period where it looked like it wasn't going to happen, you know, we just decided to, to keep working and keep trying. And in the end, there was a delta. And I said, wait a minute, you want to coach the University of Nebraska. The University of Nebraska wants you. We're going to find a way to get this done, and uh, so with the support of Chancellor Green and President Carter and our board, we're able to get that done. And uh, I believe we're hired the right person for the right time for our university.
1: Trev talks a little bit about rules, double secret visit to Lincoln. Uh, don't know if it was a warm or a cold game day, but it was there was there was both towards the the end of uh, of October and and a couple of times in November.
7: My wife has been the superstar in this whole deal um, because she's been the one that um, um, was really was really good. So uh, they flew in. I don't know exactly what the dates were, but um, my wife went to Omaha. Well, they flew into Omaha, and they stayed with us at our house, and uh, we were able to to show them around Lincoln and, and, and the great state of Nebraska. It's just like recruiting, it was no different for them. If we get people here, they're blown away by Lincoln and Omaha and the state of Nebraska. And so I really thought, you know, it's one thing to you know, see videos about our university, it's one thing to read about us, but, but you have to get them here. And so I thought it was important that early on, you know, and I did Zoom calls with Matt, I talked to him several times, but I really wanted to get him here. And so in talking to his agent, I said, I want him here. Unfortunately, we had a donor that stepped up. And so we are able to get him flown in here um, and uh, just really sit down. And, and, Nebraska. and, it's just and like because a lot of what, what I done. read about him, a lot of what he said, um, really resonated in what I believe in, you know, a lot of, I mean, those, those are authentic, genuine comments that he made. That, that's what I believe. That's what we believe that we need here. And so, you know, when we were able to sit down and face to face and build that trust, um, I, think, uh, I think that was a game changer for both of us.
1: So, Rule now talks about his secret visit to Lincoln. Just, in
6: the, just it, was, it was a game day. Everyone was playing, so we were able to kind of fly in on our own. Oscar game day. Yeah, it was a
2: Oscar game day. So we were able to fly in, and everyone was at the game. So warmer, cold. cold? <laughs> 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 we, were able to, we were able to do that, and then, um, and then we kind of, you know, then we got away for a while. You know, we had a trip planned,
6: and Julie and I went away for a while, and because you, know, you know, we just didn't want momentum to take over. We didn't want, we didn't want this whatever decision we made to be a decision of emotion. And it was, uh, it was, so
5: we got away for a little bit. trip.
1: So that was uh, Matt Rule. Uh, real quick, let's go back to Trev here, and and, and the the elephant today has this is not negative, but it's been Mickey Joseph and some of the other m- members of staff. Is you know Mickey Joseph, Bill Bush, where where were things at with with Mickey as part of this process? And, and Trev Albert, Trev Alberts was asked about uh, a, a, a prerequisite to to keep Mickey. Was that part of this discussion point with Matt Rule?
7: Well, you know, it's 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 really hard. It was certainly not a requisite of all the coaches. Um, I, I did use that as part of the evaluation uh, when I asked coaches. I asked them about what's their history been of retaining staff, and and you could kind of get a sense for which coaches were a little bit more secure than others. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I wouldn't have liked if Chancellor Green told me, Trev, we're going to hire you as the athletic director, but you're required to you know hire and keep all these people." It just doesn't. It just isn't fair. So um, all that I asked. For Um, And there's other people. It's just not Mickey Joseph. I think we have some really, really good people within our football program. Some of them aren't coaches. Some of them work in other areas. Um, There's some great people that – and so Matt just needs to have an opportunity to sit down talk with them, get to know them a little bit. And, um, you know, he does have, as he mentioned, a little bit of a relationship um, or knowledge of of Coach Joseph, which I think can help. And so – was not a requirement and ultimately this is going to be Matt Rule's decision. He's the head coach and he needs to hire the, the 10 assistant coaches that he believes gives him the best opportunity to win. As you mentioned Eric, I mean, this, this, there's going to be high expectations, right? You no, know, When when you compensate a coach and, and have a $7 million salary pool uh, our expectations are going to be very high about output here.
1: So, Trev uh, emphatic with that and I think Nebraska fans wouldn't have it any other way and I don't think Matt Rule would have it any other way. Last thought from Trevon, on where things are at with, with Mickey in this process.
7: He he took it really good, yes. uh, Mickey, as we said at the press conference, you know, he had the benefit of being a head coach for nine games. And uh, I continued meeting with Mickey weekly, and and then ultimately as a process we sat down and he walked me through his vision. And, and, um, you know, Mickey's an outstanding coach. And uh, he's obviously got a huge and bright future in the business, and, and we'll see whether it continues here. Obviously Coach Rule wants to sit down with him, but I have so much respect for Mickey Joseph and what he's done for our program and our players do as well. But for me, you know, looking at where our program is today and perhaps some of its risk mitigation, if you will, um, you know, having somebody that has built uh, a program multiple times at multiple levels under difficult circumstances, uh, Matt Rule was the coach that uh, was the most uh, obvious choice for me.
1: Trev Alberts, the side session we welcome in the pride of Fairbury NBC Sports and the professor, uh Bill Dolman with us here back on Hale Varsity he's been a warrior and yeah, we've leaned on his uh knowledge and brilliance uh he's covered Nebraska football for a lot of years that's not a, an age comment on on my thing uh, that is uh a, an absolute uh tip of the cap uh Billy D the pride of Fairbury and what did today say to you I I know we Went full force Saturday morning with, okay, the ink is dry. It's real. Matt Rule's the next coach. Now you got to see Matt Rule and Trev Alberts in action with this press conference. And you've coordinated these things. You've been a part of them. Uh, You've been at the university level uh, from from Coach Osborne's farewell in uh, December of 97 to Solich to... Uh, Bernard Thomas was going to sack Steve Peterson. I mean, so you've seen the good and the bad <laughs> of the press conferences with this coaching carousel the last 20 years at Nebraska. What today say to you?
8: Said to me that Nebraska football matters. You know, I thought, uh, Greb did a great job, not just today, but throughout the entire search process. And he got the guy that he wanted, um, is Trev 1A like he said, or I'm sorry, is Matt Rule 1A like he said he was? Probably. Um, but I, I, we've talked about how this process has gone, that Trev's discipline in going through this in great detail but taking great pains to, uh, to keep it under wraps, if you will, really paid off in the end because I think that, Matt Rule respected the process and respected that Trev was able to do it in such a disciplined manner. So Nebraska's leadership really filled through with this. It also shows me, again, that Nebraska football matters and Nebraska matters in the way that uh, Matt Rule talked about his family. You know, we talked earlier in the day that Nebraska wanted Matt Rule to be his football coach, but Julie... Matt Rule's wife wanted Nebraska for her family. And Matt Rule talks so much about how important family is to him, that that's his main job, that um, I think that really came through, that this is a great fit in terms of leadership, in terms of relationships, in terms of culture, and the desire to to have a program that represents Nebraska well.
1: Bill Dolman back with us, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Uh, i lost you. Okay, <laughs> quick timeout, and then we'll be back. Maybe you can read my lips. I'm going to just say we're going to take a timeout. <laughs> and, uh, I think he's got us now. It, we'll continue to stream this as well. Hail Varsity, we're presented by Currency. Like what you
7: hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hail Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of hail varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe promo code GBR.
0: And now,
1: and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman joining us. And a reminder to get buckled up using your seatbelt. Saves lives, prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. So, let's just ask the question that everyone's wondering. How many of me are you hearing in your ear, Bill Dolman? Only one now. Okay, we're all good. We've all taken a shot. We're home stretch, finish line is about there. But, Bill, uh, I want to go back to the presser, Elijah, jump in too. And I think today, as much as we've heard about physical and mental toughness and... Running the football and stopping the run. I mean, run the ball, guys, freaking out. We praise not in sweatpants right now. You know what I mean. And uh, the the reality is, maybe for the first time in a long time, Nebraska is 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 actually going to be playing Big Ten football stylistically with with this new coach. Oh, sorry. You want me to jump? Or you want Bill to jump in first? doesn't matter but i mean that's that's what it, it kind of says to me is rule rule gets it and nebraska will will soon get it to be able to play and compete in the big 10 they'll, they'll look like other big 10 peers for the first time probably since the bow era
8: i think i got you um you know matt rule has a philosophy of, of you know being a physical football team of uh, of working hard outworking your opponents you know i don't think he's going into the big 10 and it's already been talked about that the big 10's going to have to adjust to nebraska and i don't think it's necessarily a matter of nebraska having to adjust schemes to fit into the big 10 it's just a matter of work ethic and want to you know you've got players uh, you've got people who were recruited by other institutions. They just, you know, they decided on Nebraska. But how are they going to be coached up? And and how disciplined are they going to be from uh, January until August? And then how focused are they going to be when September rolls around? And I think that Matt Rule has proven that he's been able to get the most out of the talent that he's had in his programs. I like the comment that he said, I understand that you didn't uh, choose to play for me, but I've chosen to come here to coach you. And so his job is he's putting it out there for them is to make them better so that they will compete, be it in the trenches and the secondary and the backfield and the special teams, that they will compete at the level that it takes to utilize the talents that they have to not just compete, but win in the big 10. And we've heard development so much, And Trev Albert said, we want to be the most uh, developmental program in all of college football. Okay, well, at some point, you have to develop them and then produce, you know, with that development. And I think that we have the guy at Nebraska now that sees that you have to build this thing from the foundations uh, up and, and from the trenches. And I look forward. I, I I hope that this Nebraska football team is more physical than we have ever seen, certainly in the last 10, twenty years.
2: Bill Dolman's with us here on Hail Varsity Radio and Bill, uh coming in from Matt here in the stream yard, Matt, I promise we we'll see your comments getting there in, in just a second. And I guess that's where we'll go now. The assistant coaches. I think that's always been a big part of whoever Scott for or excuse me, whoever uh, Trev Alberts would bring in that the assistance would be a big part of this, the sell job there, including Mickey Joseph. And Matt brings up the $7 million assistant pool. What is your reaction to, to $7 million for the assistance? I mean, 20 years ago, it'd be crazy. But now you look around $7 million, or $7 million that's pretty much just on par with what the other uh, big-time institutions around the country are offering.
8: Nebraska's all in. There's no doubt about that. You know, I, I think back to when Tom retired, I'm not sure the entire staff combined made much over a million dollars in salary. You know, all of those guys, Tom, Charlie, Milt, George, Ron, I mean, I, I, they couldn't have been a $2 million staff total in terms of salary. Now they certainly did better than that on the outside, but again, this is just an example. I thought it'd be flirting with six, maybe at six, but to go seven, I mean that is a buy-in, and now those guys have to produce. It, it can't just be like we're bringing you in, and we and we want you to be Nebraska football coaches. No, we want you to be winning football coaches. And you know, there's a lot of pressure on those guys these days. So uh, I, I like the fact that he is attracting people who have been loyal to him, right? Whether it was at Temple and Baylor or one or the other at Carolina, they obviously obviously believe in. Matt rule enough that they're willing to leave jobs that they have. And if it is true that Marcus Satterfield is leaving South Carolina to come to Nebraska and doing so at the end of the season, I mean, that's, that says a lot about loyalty and, and how they like working for the guy. But, you know, you put numbers like that with a head coaching salary and a salary pool for your assistants and they're putting up, they're putting pressure on their shoulders yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about it, but it's just another example of Nebraska saying we are in this to win it.
1: Bill Dolman's with us. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hail, Varsity Monday edition. So, what's your read with uh, Mickey Joseph? If, if Mickey isn't a part of this coaching staff, is that more, is it, you know, we're going to pull the Costanza? It's not you, it's me. Is that more of a Mickey thing? Or is it more of Rule just sticking with his guys?
8: It may just be, that's business. That's life in the coaching profession. You know, Mickey may, it it, maybe Mickey doesn't want to work for Matt Rule. I I don't know. I don't know any of that at all. I don't know the dynamic. Um, Rule has certainly said all of the right things in terms of, you know, knowing of Mickey his reputation, uh, respecting the job that he's done over the last three months at Nebraska. Um, And I'm sure that they will have a a pretty serious conversation, maybe more so than Matt would uh, have with other assistants, you know, whether he did that at Temple, whether he did that at Baylor. I'm sure Carolina wiped out its entire staff. Um, But I, I would imagine that the conversation that they have will be respectful toward the job that Mickey's done and the passion uh, and the love that people of Nebraska have for Mickey Joseph. I'm sure rule understands that if, if he's been looking at this Nebraska job for a while, uh, he's savvy enough to understand what the buzz has been about Mickey Joseph. Now there are some jobs that have come open today that might be good fits for for, for Mickey at this stage of his life and career uh, UNLV, in the Mountain West, that's a team that shockingly fired Marcus Arroyo. They went from zero to a couple of wins to five and seven this year. They won the Fremont Cannon. Uh, I, I'm stunned by that. Um, is that in Mickey's, you know, geographic footprint where he's so strong in the southeast? Not necessarily, but I'm sure Mickey could be very good there. Tulsa came open today. Um, you know, those might be good jobs for Mickey at this stage of his career but he might want to stay at nebraska and it might it might be a fit for him i i don't know but i do think that they will both be respectful of each other and respectable of nebraska and um, i think we all hope that mickey stays but understand if he doesn't
1: bill dolman chris schmidt elijah herbal will wind down a monday edition hail varsity continues on we're presented by currency
0: miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. We're for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at hailbarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio.
1: One final time on a Monday tomorrow. Mitch Sherman with us. Matt Chick with us. Good stuff today uh, from Trev Alberts, Matt Rule, Uh, Paul Meyerberg, USA Today, has followed Coach Rule every step of his career. Some uh, up-close and uh, observance of, of what makes him tick so great. And Paul was the first to kind of throw out Nebraska and Rule, so good to get caught up with him. The Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman and Charlie McBride winding out this second hour. reminder about red zone tickets, selling fun. Since 2001, you have tickets to buy or sell. You want to go see Huskers in Creighton this weekend. How about some volleyball action as the NCAA tournament underway? And, of course, the best concerts and theater seats along with the CWS. It all happens with your friends at redzonetickets.com. Omaha proud. They are local, and they have an incredible Better Business Bureau rating Well-earned, an a 100% guarantee on all your orders. You'll receive authentic tickets and experiences. You'll never forget, cross that moment in memory off your bucket list. RedZoneTickets.com, log on today. Bill, Elijah, okay, uh, you have Auburn making it official with you. freeze Does uh, Jim Leonard have a chance to go steal cage match against Luke Fickle to reclaim the throne?
8: That was stunning. Um, not so stunning that Luke Fickle took that job, but the way that whole thing went down and the way Jim Leonard was, I don't want to say disrespected, but, you know, Mickey got a bump to coach Nebraska. Leonard was just like, okay, uh, you drive the car for a while, but you're not going to get anything more out of it. <laughs> really surprising. Now, th- you know, they may have had Fickle in their back pocket for the last several weeks and it just came to the forefront. We've talked so much about Riley to USC, And all of that Uh, last year, um, the way that has developed the last 24 hours, I would certainly rather be in Nebraska's boat with Nebraska's leadership uh, and the way things are feeling here in Lincoln today than in Madison because there's a whole lot of WTF going on up there. And that's with recruits. It's with fans, um, the Leonard faction, all of that. It'd be really surprising to me if Leonard stays on board. They may be trying to get him to do that, much like Nebraska's trying to get Mickey. But that just has not gone down very well at all. And that's going to divide people for a long time to come. And where he goes, who knows? Maybe he's the guy to go to Cincinnati. I don't, I don't know. But that's that's really unfortunate. For the job that he did and was asked to do, um, Nebraska and Wisconsin were going in two different directions the way they handled it.
2: And Bill, it's, it's it's a case of two different kinds of rebuilds for Matt Rule and Luke Fickle, where Matt Rule is trying to get the talent on this roster up and, and fix some recruiting woes, and for Luke Fickle, it's trying to bring Wisconsin in the, the 21st century, the NIL, the transfer portal era. It's it's, it's interesting, but those two Rule and Fickle are going to be linked at the hip for a while based on how this process went.
1: It'll be fun the rest of the week, Bill. We will uh, trank dart and duct tape you again Friday, uh, schedule permitting. But thanks for your time and all your insight and help uh, this weekend and today, man.
8: Uh, it's always fun to talk Husker football. And as I said a couple days ago, we're going into, I think, a positive offseason as opposed to the last uh, several years. And today is a good day to be a Husker. So go Big Red.
1: Brad Fairbury, right there. Bill Dolman, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt. show's going to be on the podcast for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Talk to you tomorrow.
2: A at Media Production.